You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome, welcome, welcome to F1 with DRS. I'm Dan Rather Shepard. I'm joined by Matt, Charlie, and Jethro. Good morning. Do you want to help me? We almost didn't make it here. You can. Well, I made it. (laughs) (laughs) You nearly didn't make it. So I followed Dax from his house this morning. He's kindly let me stay in his guest house again. I think I'm just moved in now at this point. Yeah. Um, You're going to have to pay California taxes here pretty soon. And Dax on the road is a, how would I say it, an aggressive driver. I might say in it to win it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and when I'm in the vicinity, it ramps up from 11 to 14. Yeah, yeah. When you're in the vicinity with a McLaren. <laughs> we are chasing him in a McLaren, uh-huh. so I'm chasing him in his Hellcat. Yeah, lights it up onto the 101, was it? Yeah, yeah, left turn off of Hollywood Boulevard. No, Sunset onto Yeah, and I could hear the engine, I could hear the engine just harden <laughs> as Dax really got into it, lit up the tyres fully sideways and I was like wow he's so close to that curve <laughs> is it coming back is it not we were having the same thoughts yeah I was thinking it's either coming back hard because it's hit the curb or just because he's managed to rescue it in the last second so it was good I enjoyed watching it a, a theme has just presented itself I want to explore this entire episode which is like when does your luck or and or talent age out I don't know if you've had these moments, Jeff, where it was like, all these things I could do in a car, like, without even thinking about it. I've seen the last year just a few times, I'm like, whoo, whoo, that was <laughs> <laughs> And then I have to consider, like, yeah, at some point, you're going to get sideways and just drive straight off the fucking road. That's inevitable. You're going to get so old. Yeah. I do my job, specifically the, the motoring journalism part of my job, in order to do that. That's what I enjoy. Some people enjoy all the industry bullshit that goes with it, the the posh launches. I don't care about that. I just want to drive the car. So I will not give in to those thoughts. Mm, (laughs) Probably until it's too late. Because then I've just got a badly paid job and that sucks. (laughs) Like if if I don't get to do the fun stuff, what's the point? You live out of a suitcase for really no reason. (laughs) Well, the thing I'm optimistic about is I don't think it's ever going to get not fun to spin the tires. I keep waiting for that to stop being fun. And every even this morning when I, nope, still fun. Since I've been 14 years old, it's still fun. I don't think it ever completely goes away. Let's just yeah. hope that's true. Listen, Goodwood Revival, I don't know if you guys watched any of that a couple of weeks ago. It's great to watch. Uh, it's a historic racing event at the Goodwood Motor Circuit in the UK. And it's all period race cars. There's guys in that. There's ex-racers, Formula One drivers, Le Mans drivers in their 60s, 70s, 80s. And some of them are still really quick. We've got time is what I'm telling you. Okay, great, great, great. You think it's just because if you have kids, 
you're not like when you're younger, you're just driving kind of crazy all the time. Then when you have kids, you kind of get used to just having kids in the back and you can't do it as much. So you're just practice has got to be a little bit less. At the risk of Child Protective Services getting involved, I haven't really curbed my drive. I was going to say, I don't think I've been in the car with you where we haven't spun the tires at least once. And it could be two blocks, a two-block trip. And and Delta says all the time, she's like, no, no, let's take the 454 assess so we can race people. Like, she's into (laughs) prowling the streets of L.A. But on the theme of, um, you know, when does your physical prowess wear out? I think this weekend as well, Charlie and I went to Oregon to go to our friend Hannah's wedding. Mm -hmm. There's many versions of this story. I guess I'll go with the full long one. First of all, beautiful wedding. It's on a river in Oregon in a yard. There's redwood trees in the front. It couldn't be more incredible. Just beautiful. Charlie and I are just strolling on the shore of the river there, taking selfies of each other. It was wonderful. (laughs) So the dancing takes off. And we should add as well, they're all from Houston. All the women in this. I was going to say, you need to preface it with the dancing ability that was there. Because it started with Hannah, Mm. who was great. Yeah. Her sister ratcheted up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden her aunt comes out. The mom could move. And then the mom comes out. And the whole family was just incredible they were doing the coordinated dance it was like line dancing but it was it was much more elevated than that yes (laughs) and it's some song came on that they all knew oh shit and they pull a chair out and then they throw hannah in the chair and now she's sitting in the middle of the dance floor in a chair and you kind of immediately realize like oh people are gonna give her lap dances so (laughs) few different gals are giving her lap dances. And then I don't know why I decide this, but I'm like, a girl should have a lap dance from a guy. None of the guys are like going to step up to the plate. <laughs> I, I convinced myself like this is some duty I had to perform. <laughs> <An> honorable task. <laughs> exactly. Like a sacrifice. You didn't want to ruin her wedding day. I was all. afraid her whole wedding day was, uh-huh. was at risk. <laughs> So one gal cleared out and then I hopped in. And then as soon as I started, I'm realizing like, well, I don't know how to give a lap dance. I'm not trying to remember what I've seen on TV, I guess. And I'm like getting low and things are like laughing's happening. I'm like, okay, good. Because this is kind of a big swing. Her husband's right there. Brand new husband. Mind you, there's no one else on the dance floor. This is the centerpiece. Everyone is around (laughs) watching, but it's not like one part and everyone's dancing around. This is... They stopped everything to watch this. And there's a moment where it's like, I think I've done everything I can do backing up. My ass is in her face at this point. I got to do something new. And then I decided I'm going to jump up and do a 180. Oh, no. And then land forward and start, like, (laughs) thrusting. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Wow. And I had it was everything was happening so fast. And I was kind of panicking because everyone was watching. (laughs) And I just committed to this leap. And in the air, it's like, oh, I'm not landing this. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I was thinking of, like, we had had that episode on Armchair Anonymous was people told wedding disaster yeah. stories. And a groom kicked his wife on accident doing almost the same dance I was trying to pull off. Anyways, I jump in the air. I whip the 180. I land. It's pretty successful. And then as I walked away, I heard a big round of laughing. And I was like, oh, my God, shoot. And then Kristen, first thing she said was like, what? Huge swing. Huge swing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were watching. I was with Carly. <laughs> my sister. And the funny part was like, we could see you gearing up to go. Oh, you for, could. For about, telegraphed for about 45 seconds. It was like when you're doing double dutch as a kid and you're yeah. trying to time the jump rope. She's like, oh, look at him. He's he's timing oh it. Oh, my God. And really? We, and we were watching. And then sure enough, went out. We're like, oh. And then 
There was like 20 seconds where I'm like, all right, this is going well, good. Anxiety was starting to fall. And then this aerial trick. And I was like, oh, no. From my angle, I just didn't trust the integrity of the chair. I thought, oh, boy. And then it all worked out. There were a lot of things working against me. My slacks were so tight. I'm wearing dress shoes. So I'm like not leaping and spinning. The floor was definitely not the most sturdy. It was popped over some... It was a temporary dance floor. Temporary dance floor. And then in retrospect, so I kind of was like, well, that went all right. That 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 turned out okay. Big swing, big payoff. Huge swing. I was actually quite nervous while I was doing it. I was like, this is probably too much (laughs) and too too sexual for the bride. But Kristen was very encouraging. So I was like, they'll see that everything's cool in this situation here. Um, but in retrospect, all of a sudden I thought, oh crap, her dad. So her father, Hannah's father. Very, very nice man from Houston. I had just, right before I walked over to the dance floor, stopped to chat with him for a second. And um, he said, hey, we appreciate you guys so much uh, being in L.A. So Hannah has somebody. And I said, listen, we love being her surrogate parents. It's been such an honor, and we love having her on. I literally just said surrogate parents, and then I walked immediately (laughs) over and then freaked my surrogate daughter wedding day. In retrospect, I was like, from his point of view, that was (laughs) questionable. Parents are different in L.A. Uh It was everything he probably feared about L.A. Like, yeah. I had a hunch this is what that meant. And such oh. a fun weekend. But back to the almost clipping the wheel on the curb this morning. Oh, it's like, it keeps coming back to this. Well, because we've been I'm talking a- about this before the episode. <laughs> I mentioned it in the bathroom. It's a bad idea. I won't sleep tonight it's over that. It's away. When I punched it, my like my fantasy, what was going to happen was I was going to drift. I was going to hang it out. And I was going to keep keep it rolling all the way all the way till it's straight down the highway and you'd be in a fucking cloud of smoke and you're gonna be like this guy is a god (laughs) (laughs) it didn't go down that way but this jump in it's very similar like we're getting very close to me not landing those and then not just falling but probably like broken tibia people helping me off the thing snapping your achilles (laughs) kristen bell's husband injured in wedding (laughs) dance gas (laughs) wedding dance gas Confirming rumors they are swingers. Uh, oh, do you know, do you know, the a story about parent. that. Laura's mum. So Laura was like, oh, Jethro's staying with um, Kristen and Dax again this weekend. And Laura's mum was like, just been reading about them. Apparently they're swingers. I hope you're not getting involved in that. No! <laughs> wow. <laughs> really? That's spectacular. <laughs> I think she may have said it with a hint of uh, humor in her voice. But yeah, she just read an article about you guys. And your yeah, that was famous a, swinger parties. There was a big rumor that we were. And, um, and that's the only reason I stay, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you start worrying if you're not as attractive as you thought you were, right? Like, this is what they do, and I've yet to be invited. Yeah, in three times. Now. Did you accidentally wear like upside down pineapple shorts? Is that a cue? Apparently, that's the cue because my friends that we were in Canada with, they had like some sort of pineapple thing at their cottage, okay. and they got asked to swing because oh. that's the international yep. symbol. Pineapple is a thing. Yeah, pineapple is a thing. So I take that at face value, and that that's yeah. true. But if if I were a swinger and I was at people's houses, I would. Of course, want to always invite them to swing. And then if they said no, I would go like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, My bad. This is the official swinging magazine. When people have this out, it means, so it's not me. I'm so sorry. You should have known. Well, I noticed the blue teacup. So I was like, you know, that's a swingers thing. It feels a little convenient to say you noticed an upside down pineapple. But I do accept that that's the reality. Yeah, I've heard it as well, but... 
And if yeah. you're a real swinger, like if I were a real swinger, I wouldn't even be calling that. I'd be calling our, myself a lifestyler. Do you know that part? I don't know. Swingers call themselves lifestylers. Oh. Huh. I don't know why that no. classes it up or mm. whatever, but. It's a lifestyle. Maybe you should go back to Laura's mom, your mother-in-law, and say, like, don't even worry. Turns out they're just lifestylers. Okay, yeah. So they're lifestylers. <laughs> and let her look into that. Let her look into that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my guest house is always open. Always <laughs> open. Always open. Any Wide age. Open. All ages welcome. Okay, so look, we were all together. Yeah, for the race. was such a treat. Yeah. It seemed impossible, too, that we were going to make that work. We didn't watch till 8 o'clock at night. Yep. So upside was it was very cool to watch a night race at night. Mm-hmm. I liked that. It felt like we were almost watching it live. Yep. <clears throat> um, the downside was an entire day um, panicking every time I'd pick up my phone mm-hmm. and consult my phone. Or I, kept, I kept just muscle memory opening Instagram. That's yeah. the thing. It's not the conscious decision. You know you're not going to do it, but you just like anytime you've got a couple of minutes, you're just, just have it. You just, you just open it and then like, it's illuminating, the panic, really. The yeah. panic. Yeah. And we were traveling, so so many times just waiting in line or sitting at the airport or sit, waiting for things, getting gas. That's what you do. You just pop it open and don't even think about it. Your yeah. first conscious thought is while you're looking at it. You, like, miss all yes. this happens on, like, in the background yeah. of your yeah, subconscious. Yeah, that's true. I was more scared because I got qualifying ruined for me the day before. It was, we are at an Airbnb in Joshua Tree. We realized that every toilet has a bidet with a heated toilet seat. So we're... Very excited. I've never really done the bidet thing. So we were spending some time on the bidet. And I was <laughs> on the couple. Time. Yeah, I was a couple. I, like even to pee, I was sitting down. And my best friend was in the other room. And he was on the bidet for the first time. And I heard like all this giggling. And oh, wow. so I, I go to kind of like walk in there and see what's going on. And he's like, yo, come here. I'm thinking he's going to tell me something hilarious with the bidet. And he's like, both Red Bulls out in Q2. Oh. I'm like, are you? Fucking serious. <laughs> I actually got very angry, especially because the night before I was at a seafood restaurant and I, they convinced me they're like, we just got this ribeye Wagyu. It's $100 a steak, but it's worth you getting. So I was like, okay, I'll get one. I've never cooked one. And oh. he's like, I-, I got this. I'm going to cook it. He goes outside and he always fucks around and jokes around. And he's like, oh no. And I'm thinking, <laughs> it is a charred, hard block. <laughs> like fucks it up, but oh, like w- went in with the confidence, like I'm gonna murder this oh. thing. So then the next day, ruins qualifying. We were just not getting along. That makes me think of Aaron and I. A friend offered to make us some steaks, and we went over there, and he put them on the table, and they were blasted. I mean, they were destroyed, just ruined ribeyes. And we both just ate. Mm, these are delicious. <laughs> we realized a man's. <laughs> Ego is so on the line yeah. when he cooks some fucking Me. steak on the yeah. grill. Invites two other men over to, to cook steak. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so Aaron and I just like got through him and he was like, hmm, a little more cooked. You know, he had to throw out something. We were like, no, yes. no, no. These just... And then the whole ride home, Aaron and I were like, oh my God, did he torch those things? We were saying that the moment we had realized how torched they were when we were operating the grill, we would just walked out into the woods and left yeah. and just sat. I got fucking abducted. I would have called in two days and been like, oh my God, I got abducted. That's yeah. why those steaks I left a month so long, I got kidnapped. Oh, he was shamed. And then the next day I wake up and I go to my wife and his wife and I'm like, if he, he was still sleeping. And I was like, if he fucking ruins it today, I'm going to murder him. Yeah. And then I go in and I guess they must have told him. And I come out and the first thing he says is like, oh my God, Akon? And I would look at him and I was about to wring his neck and he was totally fucking with me. Here's the problem. 
<laughs> Even jokes are not good. They don't work because they could, because you know the opposite's true. Yes, or, well, yeah. minimally, I know Alcon didn't win now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, everything's a clue. Everything. I, I had the same thing. We I met my brother and my sister-in-law f- for breakfast yesterday. And the second I see my brother, I'm like, I don't know anything about the race and I, I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. You know, I wake up. First thing I do is just look at the results of everything. And I, like, as soon as I hear that, I'm like, oh, my God, so he knows. And now he's going to say, like, don't worry, Something. you'll be happy or don't yeah. worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't, thank God. But just, yeah, the anxiety I was carrying for 20 minutes knowing yeah. that he looks at the score. <laughs> That's yep. crazy. And I think it was ramped up because it felt like an unexpected weekend was yeah. already happening. It didn't look like Red Bull were going to win. Yes. And if they were going to win, it was going to be a huge thing like for them to have achieved that. So it could have been any number of people who won the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was the other thing is like, it wasn't just limited to Formula One accounts. Like it could have come up on any general sports account, yeah. any random person. Like yeah. it, it had the potential for a big upset and big news. So I was like, I just can't even risk it. Yeah. I can be it was like Kansas City it. losing. I don't even yeah. call mm-hmm. football, but you hear, oh, wow, Kansas City lost mm-hmm. to the Lions. Yeah, from people that don't even watch football. Yeah. In any other race, there actually, you couldn't do a spoiler. Like, we all knew Max was winning every single race yeah. up until this yeah. weekend. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we, I didn't have any sense that they wouldn't be dominant this weekend until practice until started. Practice, yeah. But they've had a few practices like this in the yeah. last few races. Even in the beginning, they were kind of like holding it back on purpose. So you're kind of like, okay, I guess they're dropped this out on yeah, they're running at 80% power, yeah. and that's why they're mid-pack. Oh, I want to add now, because I got a great tip from a friend, Nina, who listens to the show. Some people don't watch the race before they listen to the show. So it's taking them the entire episode to hear what the results are. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. yeah. talking about. If we even say it, though. <laughs> I should just come out and say that Carlos Sainz won yesterday. Lando was in second, and Lewis Hamilton was in third. And then we'll get into all of the wonderful oh. jockeying that Max happened. Max down in fifth. Which is misleading. If you just hear the result that he was in fifth, very misleading. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, okay, so let's start with practice. We had yet another animal. Mm, This was the big news of practice one. M2? Yeah. So we had, well, Max's engineer said it was Godzilla's son that was on the track. Um, And it's actually is a water monitor, which is a large breed of monitor lizard. And they're common in Singapore. When I was there, I would see them as I was having a cigarette in the smoking area. Or walking to the cigarette. Or walking to the cigarette area. (laughs) And they can get up to six feet in length and weigh up to 43 pounds. So they are a huge, huge lizard. And one thing that we didn't know in practice that we found out after is that one of them was killed by Alonzo. Really? Flattened it. Yeah, he, he nailed one. So but were you able out? to view it on no. that? I like watched the replay and I'm like, I can't see when he hit it. No, I couldn't either. Maybe they, it's kind of like when they show a crash and they don't show it until they know someone's okay. And Maybe it was that, was but the lizard okay. was not okay. I assume Toto had been wrestling it or something and yeah. threw it onto the track <laughs> just, just as Alonso came up. I would pump a nickel. <laughs> not right. Maybe he's a serious animal lover, though, and that's why he had a horrible race day because he oh, was Alonso. devastated. He killed this lizard. I will say, did you hear the race? radio communication with Max when he saw it. Yeah. He, he sounded like he was eight years old. It's the, the cutest zoo. I've yeah. heard him sound. He's like, oh, the lizard's back. Uh, he almost it's a smaller th- one. I think it was 2000. <laughs> I don't I forget what year it was. A few years ago, he almost hit one again. So they were kind of making jokes that it was the second time or third time. Yeah. Who knows? 
I imagine hitting a six foot long lizard with the nose as low as it is. You could fling that fucker pretty oh, high in the air. Yeah. So Just land in someone I else's you car. Could get a lizard <laughs> yeah. across the halo. Yeah. <laughs> Max is driving one handed, trying uh, to pull the lizard okay, off from the front. His OCD trying to clean up the little bits of lizard <laughs> all over. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He'd have the box and call. But there's been no footage released of this incident. Not, well, there's not onboard. Yeah, there's oh, onboard, there and they show you when it happened, but you can't make it out. Mm-hmm. You oh, kind of okay. see a little like flash of maybe a tail or something, but you can't really make yeah. it out. But these look like kind of baby. Yeah, right? the, oh, the yeah. upside of the let's tail. Hope so. Let's hope so. It's just a tail. <laughs> yeah. Did they, did you commit to a name for the lizard? People were. I just like Godzilla. I like how they refer to it as Godzilla and maybe Godzilla's spay little baby boy. Godzilla's a Japanese creature. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah. I'm sure that's what they were saying. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like Helmut Marko joined the ring. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I'm glad you brought that up. I do have to say this hasn't made headlines, but Helmut Marko said something crazy again. He was making rounds, kind of trying to apologize. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess he was hosted by who he said was the richest man in Mexico, Jeff Pesos. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know oh, what's going to happen with that comment, but oh, apparently no. he, he thinks the richest man in Mexico's <laughs> name is Jeff Pesos. Oh. I'm so delighted with this response. Oh. I found well, this stupid joke like five days ago. And the whole amazing. weekend of Charlie, I'm like, I got to figure out how to say that, but I don't want to get in trouble for it. So how do we make helmet markers? even like there's nothing really derogatory about it but it's just scary (laughs) well we're on that topic did you guys see the interview with christian being asked about this situation oh no horner oh he was like uh uh kind of saying what he should say but was terrified to say the wrong thing and then what was interesting he said numerous times well uh, helmet marco is not an employee of red bull racing Oh. He said that, doubled down on that multiple times. He's like, yes, he's a, an employee and a consultant of the bigger thing, but it's not up to us to, it's not up to us to do anything about uh, this. It's not, and it's like, <laughs> come on, until this day, I don't think anyone thought he wasn't an employee right, of Red yeah, Bull Racing. Yeah. It's like, okay, the he's logistics. He's just a friend of the team. Yeah, yeah, it was a very strange thing, but I've never seen him more uncomfortable. In my he's life. just a friend of the team we've asked to make all of our press statements for us <laughs> yeah. over the years. Yeah, it's, it's the whole thing. <laughs> he's the weird, only one that speaks it? for us, yeah. and he's not our employee. Yeah, I can I can imagine he's going to have kind of a little bit of a quieter retirement coming soon. Well, we didn't see him on the cam. I didn't see him on the camera one single time, and there's always a shot of Helmut Marco. The thing, uh, we're having so much fun, I don't really want to bring it down. But the thing that broke my heart was to hear now Checo talk about accepting his apology and everything. And I was like, this guy shouldn't have to... <laughs> Yeah. You know, get this dude out of trouble. Like yeah, yeah. This. He's like the get out of jail card for Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hated that part. Other things that happened before Quali, I think first thing that was very confusing is that uh, Williams was in the golf livery, the Weird. 60s famous golf yeah. blue and orange. But I don't think until I saw this did I realize, well, that's also clearly McLaren's yeah. heritage colors mm-hmm. when they do their like vintage I think it's look. British racing heritage is what I heard them say. So, I guess it's all. Do you know about this? You're kind of wearing a, the same color. It's a weird thing. We talk about how no one knows any sponsors on any F1 car ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Golf Oil to me is almost, if it wasn't for motor racing, it's invisible. There's like the odd petrol station in the UK that's a Golf one, like one in every 300 or something. Yeah. No one really knows what Golf do. They're an oil company. But again, they're not a brand that's really out there. Yeah. And yet, 
in motor racing, they're like they're the Marlboro everywhere. pack. Yeah. Anytime anyone launches a special livery, they try and do it in golf colors. They are cool. I, I love oh, the yeah, blue yeah. and orange. I think it's great. They always do the GT in golf livery, the yeah, Ford so, GT. So the Ford GT had it back in the day. Porsche uh, 917 had them. So they, they had a huge heritage of, of sponsoring some of the coolest, most iconic cars. As far as I know, they never did any um, F1 cars in period. It's a new oh, thing, really? adding the F1 cars. Well, most yeah, famously, sports cars. one of the... Uh, Four GT40s was in the golf livery in the 60s. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Uh, and the Porsche in the early 70s as well. The Porsche 907. It's like the iconic color. Yeah. Yeah. But since then, it's just like this. I think everyone loves the scheme. Everyone loves the cars it was attached to. And so anytime anyone does a special livery, it seems to be golf. Uh, Quali was, this is where it all started. <laughs> well, oh, the, the book actually makes a lot of sense right now. I just noticed. Stop, Stop drop, and stroll. stroll. Yeah, so stroll crashed in Q2. Q2. Essentially, everyone's last seconds. lap. Yeah. Crazy. And took out Piastri, who was on a flyer. Yeah. And was half a second behind him. And mm. Stroll hit the wall going 150. Oof. And how he didn't also go, come out is insane. You know, every time they show, like, you see it, it looks one way. Then you even see the onboard. It looks, oh, that's rough. When they slow it down <laughs> and you see what happens to the their oh. head, how many yeah. times that thing went all the way back and forth so violently. And you know when those things happen, you don't actually even feel that. You yeah. just kind of come to after. You don't really even know what your head just went through. But that was scary. I think that's the, I was almost more scared about that one than the, was it Grosjean who went under the yeah. Yeah. the guardrail and caught on fire? And I'm it was not. on board on TV. Like at the time it happened, they were on yeah. board with it. So like that rarely happens. Usually they're having to do a replay, but it was like you were in the car yeah. in that view when it happened. So it made it even more spectacular. How do you feel as like relatively new fans to F1 about the danger side? Because it's ch obviously yeah. changed a huge amount and there has been a number of drivers who relish the danger side and say that's what gives you the edge. That's what separates yeah. the great from the good. And they've accepted that risk into their life. But obviously the world's changed. It's not really acceptable for people to die in cars on mm. live TV. Yes, but, yes. but how do you so feel about it? So idiots can chat about it. <laughs> yeah. I think what's happening right now is that it's actually very misleadingly safe. Yes. Because we were, Charlie and I were talking about it. It was like once uh, Stroll hit the wall and Piastri's coming through, like there's just shit flying everywhere. There's a wheel out in the middle of the track. There's All carbon, carbon fiber, fiber everywhere. And you think like, yeah, the halo's yeah. incredible for rolling, flipping, going under things. But also you're at, you know, you have full exposure to any projectile flying in. And, and in those moments you go like, oh no, it's still insanely dangerous. And death is very much still an option. If the wrong piece of debris comes yeah. in. How do you think the modern audience would accept it? The big American... Netflix style audience if suddenly someone's dead like it's it's just an interesting point of view for me because I've watched it for years there's been death it's horrible but you're like but, but, but you've come to accept that that was part of it it would shock me and it would be horrendous but I wouldn't be like oh I can't watch this sport anymore yeah I, I think people would continue to watch but I do agree I think the appetite for it all because in NASCAR people used to die pretty mm. frequently and of course we this this crash was so similar to Earnhardt's crash mm. I mean Earnhardt did the exact same crash without a Hans and that's yeah, why yeah, it yeah. Mm. and so you go wow okay so god they figured that part out but seemingly there's some lateral shit they got to figure out you know yeah. but I think people took Earnhardt dying 
I hate to say this. I think it's who dies as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Lewis Hamilton dies. Yeah. They're shutting the sport down for the rest <laughs> yeah. of the season and getting yeah. into what's going on. But I think you will you would know this better than me, but when they used to race at the Nürburgring, they, a few people might die that weekend. Well, it's, back in the day in the 60s and 70s, I mean, three, four drivers might die a year, you know, in certain yeah. bad seasons. And even, you know, the weekend Senna died, Roland Ratzenberger died in the same track, the same weekend. Oh, really? Two of them, yeah. yeah. Wow. So it was a much bigger part of the sport and certainly in the 70s and 60s and 70s it was really really bad because the cars were really quick and really unsafe mm-hmm. Jackie Stewart who I, if we get onto the zaddy he features a little bit he had a crash at spa and they couldn't find him what? that's how far off the track he was into oh the woods it took something like 25 minutes oh before God. they found him. He was him. like a golf ball. Yeah. Somewhere. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine oh, that now? There was oh. no helicopter to take him to a hospital. But yeah, he, he was a long way off the track, unconscious, and they didn't find him for like 25 minutes. Oh, my Lord. Like, I mean, what a different world. And he became a great safety advocate and someone who um, really campaigned for this stuff. Yeah. The only sport I can think of currently that would mirror what the F1 was in the 70s is the Isle of Man, the motorcycle race on public roads around this island. That's the only event still. And probably, I would say, Pike's Peak, where it's pretty known someone's going to die this weekend. Yeah. We have this in um, my hobby. Going to Glamis in the sand car Mm. or in Razors. On the big weekends... Someone, you know, someone dies every big weekend. It's a bit like Nürburgring when you go, uh, it will happen. Yeah. You know, they always say no one ever dies at the Nürburgring anymore, but a lot of people die on the access roads nearby because uh-huh. you just can't say it almost, you know, it's like for insurance purposes and they don't want the track to shut, etc. Wow. But it, but it can still like happen. Isle of Man, that's why you do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like if, if it's 100% safe, no one's doing that anymore. It's going to be a new one. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. why you do the Ironman, so I think some sort of racing. They have three or four people die this year. What is it? It's it's its own. We would say it's a state kind of. What is it? It's a some sort of principality or something, isn't it? I can't remember the. But exact. they have like a mayor, and this person has to regularly just go. Yeah, we have come to accept that. You know, after any year, they where three or four people go down. Yeah, that person's called on to. They say it's free will, and yeah. people choose to do it, and they. It's not like F1 where if someone died, it's the first time in years and it's a total shock. It, it happens all the time. Every These race. boys know yeah, that it's, yeah. it's going to happen. It has no speed limit anytime. Do you know that? What one? The Isle of Man has no speed limit. Oh, really? Yeah. Ever? So the towns have speed limits, uh-huh. 30 miles an hour. It's a little, little island in the Irish Sea. That, so you go out there, the towns all have speed limits. But the mountain section, so anything out of the town, you can go as fast as you like. And I mean it, you could overtake a cop doing 170 miles an hour <laughs> and they will not pull you over. I'm going to try to talk Kristen and go on a vacation And there. the police fly over the top of the mountain and you see those boys really yeah. on it. They want to really lower right. the population down just a little bit. <laughs> but like, we got too many people on the It's side crazy. Line. Yeah. So there's bikers there, there's cars. And on on the race, I'll just say this because it's a fun thing, but on the, on the race week, they have something called Mad Sunday where you can run the mountain one way and anyone who turns up can do it. So spectators. So you can do it in cars, bikes, and you can just go up there and lose a few spectators before and, yeah, we do yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm absolutely yeah. sure. <laughs> Stay tuned for more F1 with DRS. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Collector's Closet, presented by the Ohio Lottery. Let's discuss my newest prize possession, this new $10 scratch-off, the $500,000 Platinum Jackpot. The best method I've found so far to help it hold its value is to vacuum seal it. This thing cannot get scratched. What's that? Sorry, my producer's telling me the only way it could be worth up to 500 grand is if I do scratch it? Okay, well, in that case, definitely don't overprotect your $500,000 Platinum Jackpot scratch-offs. Play them. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Um, okay, so back to the headlines of Quali after that horrific accident. Um, both Red Bulls do not make it out of Q2, which I can't remember what they said, how long it's been since that happened. 2018, yeah. was, was it? Long and Max time. wasn't really even close to getting out of that. He was like three tenths, like three one hundreds Knocked out by Lawson. Like yeah. yeah. And when he pulled in to the pits... And they put the car on the rollers. Everyone takes that ride into the garage. They sit in the car for a while. He was out of the car before the car was starting Storming to get rolled. Storming down pit lane. Storming away from everybody on the team, all the cameras. He was clearly upset with that. Yeah. I wish I could remember. I wish I had written down what he actually said over yeah. the things. Like, that was a, shocking was, was a shocking experience. It was a shocking experience. Yeah, he's like, yeah. did you guys witness that? Did you guys see that? Like, that they weren't said. watching it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, he couldn't comprehend what had just happened. I yeah. think that's it. When you're so dominant for so long, you can't conceive. Not only did you, it's not like he came second. They no. were nowhere. The 11. car was nowhere. Yeah. It wasn't like they were done by a a yellow flag or a red flag. Yeah. It was like, that was the true potential of the car on the day. I would imagine as well for him, because it's a street circuit and it really is how big are your balls? Like how, how fearless are you? That's mm. the, that's the edge. I bet in his mind, he was like, yeah, car's not great, but I should still be able to overcome this. Mm-hmm. It must've been very demoralizing. Well, that rear end was kicking out a lot. Like yeah. He was, you could visually see you it. You couldn't get the front to turn yeah. in. Yeah, it was, it was a mess. I think what I heard about this is the Red Bull runs lower than anyone basically the problem is on a really bumpy circuit and they had this at Spa as well on a really bumpy circuit they will wear that plank out and they will become illegal because they're right because they wear the plank too much and the ride height will be too low 
Therefore, they had to raise the car much higher than it's in its comfortable window at Singapore. So at Spa, which I didn't really realise at the time, but you know he was overtaking people through Eau Rouge, but he was lifting through Eau Rouge. And he he had a moment. Yeah, everyone else is flat through Eau Rouge. Mm -hmm. They were lifting not because they couldn't take it flat. They'd been told if they took Eau Rouge flat for the whole race, they would become illegal. They'd wear the plank too much. So it was a strategic thing. Mm. But in Singapore, they couldn't do that. They had to run it higher. And it was just completely out of its window of, of where the car set up. So this should be, according to their theory, an isolated incident. So that in Japan, they should be back to where they were. It's like a real outlier. It uh, felt scary uh, yeah. to see them that uh, it felt like the world had turned upside down a little bit. Yep. Uh, it, very enjoyable and fun to watch. Yes. Made it a much better weekend. Um, but I think we should also call out Carlos, who obviously got pole. Third weekend in a row, maybe? Uh, driving clearly better than Charles, which yep. has been wild to watch. It was like the world was upside down. Yeah. I can't yeah. get my head around. And I feel like I feel awful because I feel like I sometimes listen to football shows, podcasts at home, like soccer ones, because I, I think they're fun to listen to. And the up and down that the experts go on over the course of a week, like I can listen to it one week and it's like Chelsea have spent a billion pounds in the like off season, but they're really looking like they're coming together. I'll miss then two weeks and then the next time they're a disaster it's never gonna happen <laughs> they're like they're gonna have to get rid of their manager they're gonna have to get rid of all these players they need to start again and it feels a bit like that in f1 this time yeah. you cannot be consistent you can't know what's gonna happen and now red bullet you can't even know what happened it's like yeah. where's where the world going i'm so in line with what you're thinking that literally two days ago i was like i gotta get bob mervac who writes all of our music for the other show to write us a song that is uh, the eating crow theme song because yes we 180 <laughs> on this show every three weeks and someone's the hero yeah checo should be out but then this happened now we love checo yuki should always you know yep we're yeah. eating crow so often how like especially carlos we were both like charles is in a different league yes. he's like a different driver altogether we were saying that four weeks yeah ago. charles seemed to have that magic uh-huh. that he's always got another Two or three percent he can push into. And now it looks like he's driving on Benzos. And Ferrari, we knock their strategy every single, every single week. And that's why they won this race. Yes, because they, they didn't outsmarted pit. everyone. They did. And <sighs> like full 180. Yeah. But also it was Carlos. Like even at the end, he was he was asked numerous times, like, was that the team strategy or yours? And he's like, it was mine. Yeah. Oh, and really? I, yeah. He was like fully, I'm not letting Ferrari take credit for this. Oh, this was wow. mine to be in the DRS. Because at the end, right, they were like, Oh, I just so you know, you're point eight away from Lando. Yeah, they he's wanted like, him oh, to I gap window. Yeah. He's and like, he I said, know, no, that's on purpose. Yeah. yeah, and he was. It was cool watching the post race interviews because he was like, "Yeah, this could have been horrible for me. Like, if I made the smallest mistake, I know my buddy over here, Lando, is." For sure, passing me. Yeah, but like he was appreciative, but he's oh, gonna take their hug advantage. and I five at the end of the race said everything. It was oh, no, no, they were they were communicating with each other clearly yeah. those last four or five laps. I mean, signs needed it needed Norris to have DRS just as much as Norris needed it. They both yes. needed it because they were stronger together. It One was a strange. It was a strangely unheroic strategy from the start. The end was great, mm-hmm. but the strategy at the start was drive as slowly as you can without being overtaken yeah. because science needed to not create any gaps in the traffic. Because if if there was big gaps for other drivers to come in, there were quicker cars, the Mercedes, for example, could have undercut him, got in clear air, they would have overtaken him at the pit stop. So he had to make sure there was no way someone in second or third or fourth could pit without becoming 15th, 16th, 17th. So he just backed everyone up. So weirdly, 
uncool thing to do, but it created this fantastic thing at the end because of the safety car. Yeah. Well, we were watching, trying to figure out who's going to win P10. It's like you're, you're, you do Alonso's five second penalty and you realize like, oh no, he's going from fifth to 13th. Like th- yeah. there was no margin between yeah. first and, you know, there's two seconds. gaps. Yeah. Sometimes five seconds doesn't do anything. Yeah. You literally, you stay the same place. And like the only race where the whole time the, the top five cars are in the same frame. Yes. Like the whole yeah. race. They're all right there. They can see each other. All the onboards, you can see the leaders from fourth, fifth place, which was pretty awesome. It was just so wild to watch the Red Bull without any advantage whatsoever. Not it, only that, getting overtaken all the time. Every corner, like, he was getting got overtaken. mugged so many times. It was insane. <laughs> I just yes. wanted to be in his head. I mean, <laughs> I just feel like he has to be taking that worse than anyone else could possibly. Well, they also it. got <sighs> completely screwed on their strategy. They took a big swing and it was the worst possible outcome for them. They started on hards. There was that safety car mm, yeah. when they couldn't put on mediums. They yeah. had too much race left. So they're stuck on them. Yeah. And then everyone else was on mediums. It was a perfect time to change. And even though Max was in fifth, it doesn't really tell you. I mean, there was, after he pitted for the first time to go from hards to mediums, he came out in 17th, which was like last place. Yep. Mm. So he started in 11th, then he was in 17th. And you're like, wow, man. I mean, he might, could he be in the bottom five of this race? No so points. the fact that he got to fifth was kind of insane. Yeah. yeah. And he was going four seconds a lap faster. Than the but last. weirdly, them not being dominant, A, it shows how fun it is when people are racing mm. at the front, but B... It somehow highlighted the other drivers doing a really good job. And I'm not talking about the top three or four, like Ocon and Gasly. They were great. Ocon was great. Like He really outsmarted Alonso in the overtaking. It it was just really clever. Yeah, him having a DNF was so sad because, man, he had fought. He he, he was a contender for driver of the day. So it wasn't, I think, him and Alonso were trying to get past Perez, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, Alonso had been trying to get past him, couldn't, and Ocon just, like, picked his pocket as he ran wide and then overtook Perez as well. And I was like... Good lad. He yeah. was on it. And Gasly the same. That's where all the action was. It was like the action was when someone was going to try to pass somebody and you were in third. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you could see Hamilton as well. Like Hamilton was just behind Russell. You could just feel he's like, there's going to be a perfect moment that I'm going to yeah, be able to both take of both of them. Yeah. That didn't materialize because poor George. Yeah. Crash with two laps left. Yeah. Or, Oh, so the last I, lap was it the last? It was, was the last yeah, yeah. lap? It was twenty seconds from the finish line. Yeah, and it does suck. Well, I don't know that it sucks. It's great to have three different manufacturers in the on the podium, but the fact that Mercedes had second, they George, you know, they chose to pit under the safety. That's right. There was a virtual safety car at the end. George was in second, but he knew they couldn't basically get. Science on the side. I don't know why they knew that. Yeah, it felt like he could have had a push, didn't it? Well, he was Mm -hmm. riding with him 0.9.8 the entire time, complaining that he's going slow. And you're thinking, well, then, you know, capitalize on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they made that call. I think I like the call. You do. Well, you love Mercedes. They weren't going for second. They wanted the win. They wanted the advantage. They had it. Well, congratulations There's, to them because they didn't get second. They did not. <laughs> I feel like they just should have done it with one car. Up in the wall. Like, why not just one car? Yeah, like, I do think that because Lewis seemed to have more pace at the end because George was nine seconds down from Leclerc and Lewis was nine from George and they were both gaining, but Lewis managed to catch George and they both caught the second Ferrari. So I think Lewis had the pace. I think they should have just done Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Just one of them. He was yeah. ripping at the end. And I think mm. if 
if George wouldn't have held him up on that. Because George had that one attempt to pass Lando that mm-hmm. he couldn't get by. And I think Lewis had just enough pace to do it. And that was it. That was, that was the moment of the race. Yeah. That was like the most deciding moment of the yeah. race. Like three laps left. And it so looked like George had him. Like, there's no way Lando's going to be able to defend. Not a chance. And he just, there was that moment where he's like, oh, no, he's not. He's going to die. Yeah. He's going to do whatever it takes. Oh, so thrilling. We were, we cheered. Cheered. We cheered. First race of the year where we screamed very loudly late at night. never really liked George. I always kind of in interviews, I was like, this is just someone I wouldn't get along with in person. Seems a little cocky. But then did you get, after the race, I was looking at the post-race interviews in the press box and he was full-blown crying. Oh. And I immediately was like, okay, George, I love you. Like, <laughs> like you're vulnerable. You cry and I will love you. Like, you've now just showed your personality of Let like who you, you are. And he was so devil. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah. Like, Ocon, yes, it's horrible, but you crashed like midway through, but like you had it in the bag. Yeah. Oh, it was devastating. Yeah, for him. A terrible start. You know, he yeah. was in second, but he was in fifth by the third turn then Lewis had to give it back I mean it sucks but at least he went out trying to win yeah you know yeah, yeah. it's better it's, than right. just me you're right and if you wanted the around. podium just don't put it in the wall and yeah three <laughs> we were, turns left we were saying though it's really impressive how the drivers know so much about what's going on behind them because Lando was dead clear he got out of the car he hadn't talked to anybody and he knew immediately oh George clipped it the same way I did yeah he knew exactly what happened and he, he had just done the same thing but got lucky yep yeah, wow. Just all the intervals that science was able to maintain the entire race, just keeping everyone exactly yeah. where he wanted them, keeping in or out of DRS is insane that they can do that while driving that course in particular. I yeah. Mean, well, here we go where I'm doing my flip on science, which is to me, science has, oh, he's many, many times shown that he can be insanely fast. That's happened many times. His consistency has sucked through since I've been watching. That's what's to me, like, you never mm-hmm. know what's going to happen with this guy. For whatever reason, these last few races, man, he's so consistent. Mm, it's crazy. Yeah. He hasn't made any of those stupid little blunders he normally does. He's just been driving. Yeah. Even, like, it got crazy in Q3 where it was like Charles threw down a ma- massive lap. And it was do or die for science. And I thought, well, here we go. He's been leaning all weekend, lead, led Q1 and 2, and now the pressure of it. Nope. And he delivered. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, he's, it, I think he's found some exciting. kind of mental toughness now that he, yeah. yeah. And he's well, smart. He, he is smart. He's always done, you know, he was doing Ferrari strategy from the cockpit so often, wasn't he? When yeah. they were a disaster, yeah. like yeah. Charles would be like, I don't know what to do. What do you think? And, and, um, science would always be like, I'm coming in this lap. Yeah, these tires on it done. You yeah. know, like he, yeah, yeah. his race brain is really good. So if he can keep this, um, pace up, I find it hard to believe he'll, be quicker than Leclerc every round. It but let's hard. see what happens. Yeah. Well, we could see some sweet yeah. battles now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was cool to see with his mental toughness. He said, because he was asked about, like, now you've come back from the summer break. How is it? And he's like, that's what I talked to my trainer and engineers about. I said, I realize that now we have a car that's come up come on i know the tracks i'm a good race car driver but it's all those other little things like the mental toughness and he was like running on the track in singapore at night to kind of become accustomed to it he was on a spin bike in a sauna trying to get ready for that heat so his mind and his level is ready for that and even lewis talked a bit before the race in an interview and he was saying the car's good now it's up to me and he kind of it was interesting because he admitted he's like there's something off in me right now and I need to find out what that is and click 
back that little thing. It's always blaming the car and different things. And now they're saying, no, there's something I need to find within myself. And that was cool. Great race, man. I I, I can only hope that the Red Bull struggles a oh. little longer. Yeah. Well, we and Perez took two drivers out, took Yuki out. <laughs> yeah. And oh, then he took Yuki. out uh, Albon at the end. <laughs> So, what did he, he just dive bombed out of it? Yeah, 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 just fully committed. And it was a side punk, it was a side puncture. A T-bomb. It wasn't a tire puncture. Because we were all like, why isn't he just going in? And they showed it. His whole side pod was like It did gashed. seem Hand like a very Yuki move to just have a tire puncture and call it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, it seemed very believable yeah. to me that, yeah, he was like, yeah. I don't want to limp around the rest of this. The uh, access road right there. I'm, I'm good. I'm yeah. just going to. By the time I get a there. tire, yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to lose anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's first say, actually, P10, yeah. heartbreaking. I mean. I, all, Same thing, all, 30 seconds left in the race. But all all hail to Matt. He, he, two weekends in a row now. You called Sergeant last race, which was ridiculous, and you almost won. And then uh, lost in this race, and you almost won. So you're you're on something. You should trust your gut. You're Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, on that topic. So at the beginning when we did P10, I had a system that I pitched where 10 is 10 points, and then it goes nine, eight, seven. So you get a point less if you're away from the 10th, mm-hmm. the point less away from the bottom. So I added up our scores from the whole season. Oh, wow. Oh this, so we this can is see someone who knows they're on a roll. How close we are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's funny you haven't done this before. That's a this great was astute. before I, I added this. missed several times. Let's see. Just <laughs> if we were doing it this way, who would be the grand champion? I wonder. Let me add it up. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> no, because I it actually wasn't. And until this week, until this week, you were in the lead. <gasps> Me. Oh. So, and you always kind of were like, oh, I suck at these picks. You were in the lead. However, this week... Me and Charlie are tied, and we were tied last week, and are tied this week in the lead at 84 points a pop. And so Completely how far even. are Dax and I away You from are you? 82 points. Oh, that's close. And Dax is a little bit below that at 63. <laughs> <laughs> but Dax is the only one that has won twice. Oh, this is the, I'm so well, glad where, you did this, uh, man. <laughs> money talks, bullshit walks. You guys can take those points won. and yeah. stick it's them straight totally up your true. ass as I'm buying a late model Honda Civic to race in the lemons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking brilliant. Oh, that's great. But oh, that's just something Lewis would have done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my teammates were better than your teammates. <laughs> <laughs> Dux is going to go to bed thinking about nearly clipping the curve in his, in his Hellcat and how far off he is. The in conversation the with race. Hannah's dad, the curb, <laughs> and now my 63 points. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of Lawson, do we think uh, Yuki's at risk now? Yes. A lot of rumors are coming. You do. Out. I a died. lot of rumors. Well, this is what the rumor mill is saying right now. The rumor mill is saying that Yuki is going to go next year, kind of like I think uh, Elbon did it, where he's going to go to Red Bull as a reserve driver, basically to train him to maybe replace Checo when he's done after the year. And Lawson and Danny are going to be in the AlphaTauri. Well, Hugo Boss. That's the rumor. It's mm. not fact. I don't at think all. so. I think it's going to be Yuki brings Honda money. He's been unfortunate not to finish. It's not been yeah. his fault. He's quick. He's been really good all season. It's going to be Yuki and Daniel. Lawson's going to replace Sergeant at Williams. Red Bull will farm yeah. him out for sure. Williams for a, a year or two. Guaranteed. He will definitely be on the grid. Yeah, after after 100%. the last uh, couple of weekends. Prediction. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that He's seems on to make the most sense. Yeah, Verstappen kind of ripped on Hamilton a bit pre-race. 
He said, it's not nice of Hamilton towards the teammates I had, but it's ironic that after that interview of his and Monza, many of my teammates were ahead of him in qualifying. <laughs> I love this feud. I think it's incredible. Me too. That's why that when Lewis blew by Max yesterday, I was like, I'm scared for both these gentlemen. Yeah. They hate each other, but I feel like in 10 years, maybe they're going to be best buds. They're going to own an island together or something, you know? I love this prediction because, yes, who else can relate to the experience they had other than one another? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, Prost and Senna absolutely despised each other. They were even in the same team and had like a huge fallout yeah. at McLaren. But just before Senna passed away, he sort of sought out Prost, who'd retired and was talking to him, and they became quite close. Yeah. So I, yeah. I just feel like that's going to happen I at feel some like point. So. I agree. Yeah. I think, too, they're just pinned against each other so much that they kind of have to. And it's all theoretical. Like, Max, in theory, will blow past all these records, but he hasn't yet. And they have to field all these questions. It's like NBA players being asked who's the greatest. It's like, you have to pick a side and then they're comparing all these numbers that don't really matter until they happen. And yeah. so I just think once they get closer and Max is sharing some of those titles, then they might be more friendly well, I agree to each other with for you some reason. That they can't help but have to talk shit about each other because that's all they get asked mm-hmm. about. So in yeah. that way. But I will say there was a marked difference between the way Max was racing Lewis in 2020 and how he raced Charles in 2021 when Charles was down yeah. the first half of the season. They raced differently. They didn't want to kill each other. Like yeah. and they, they uh, attributed that to the fact that they had grown up racing carts together and they've already mapped out how mm-hmm, they race sure. each other, which I'm sure is part of it. But there's something different between those two. Yeah, they hate. They, they, they know. They, yeah. Like he, Max knows. No, that's the guy got to kill to be a legend. Guy, yeah. And the legend's going, this is the guy that's going to try yeah, to kill me. It's the lore of the jungle, isn't it? But it was a sad day for Lewis because I don't know if you guys noticed after there's all these videos going around now that Lewis finished the race and obviously the McLaren people were losing their mind, the Ferrari people were losing their mind. The only people that were there to celebrate were McLaren and Ferrari. The Mercedes team was nowhere to be seen in that podium. There's all these videos. Max is sitting there by himself. Lewis? Lewis. Lewis, yeah. sorry, Matt. Lewis yeah. sitting there it's by an himself. Easy mistake. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure they were consoling Russell. Like everyone was like, he's probably, if he was crying still in the interviews, I'm sure he was in (laughs) borderline hysterics before. Like, come on, mate. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, your first wreck? Come on. I wonder how good Toto is at that side. I feel I was like as he was good. You. You I think so? like, he was just yeah. ripping the head off of monitor lizards out the back in rage. <laughs> yeah. Smearing it uh-huh. on his popper yeah. nickel. Well, he probably was having a cup of Singapore tea, if you heard they were talking about this a lot. Um, that basically, it's the toughest part is you got about 15 to 20 minutes in the race where the water that you can drink in the car is somewhat cool and then by the end it's hot tea so i just couldn't even imagine you're exhausted like where carlos is on those last laps and going for a drink and you're literally boiling water well lewis was sitting on the ground they did seem waiting for his interview yeah yeah Yeah, and they were pouring the water they were all drinking signs almost took his fire suit off for the interview it's like he was getting out of it was like no i guess i'm yeah we saw the one he took it off and then he had Put it back on. Kind of like me last week with this uh, onesie in the toilet over here. I was worried he might not get it back on. <laughs> yeah, Lewis was sitting down. I mean, they were visibly exhausted. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we have Japan to talk about quickly. Um, I guess most importantly, we have to pick P10. That's what we must. Mm-hmm. That's. We I want like an auto draft. You know, like in all these other fantasy sports, they just will auto pick. I need that because <laughs> Yuki used to be that guy, but yeah. He was. He was. Um, I haven't picked 
Oh, so wow, Yuki's that's his home race, Japan. Yeah, he's not it's racing that week. well though. I don't know. It's a tricky one. Um, I'm gonna pick Yuki. Mm. I'm going first. Some good it's been a long, look. long time I'm since trying I... to use some little tactics to try to get you to not book Yuki. I gotta tell you, I, <laughs> I knew I shit the bed on Botas last week, right when I said it, and boy, was that a, as soon as I was like, yeah, I'm, this is the. Worst. I think I picked him twice and had the same feeling, like, oh, this is <laughs> he, like a redemptive race, and and it's always the same. He's he instills 17. no confidence. No, no. no. okay, <laughs> no. so I got Yuki in Japan. I, I like that. It's me. Yeah. Oh, I was literally just trying to mess with you. I, I think that's a great. You want to go last? No, mm. I, I I just literally think Lawson is going to get eighth. I think he's going to get higher. Oh, okay. Very I think brilliant. Gasly. Gasly, okay. We'll go last. You'll go last. Yeah, I want less to pick from. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to pick for you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I am going to go Alonso. Oh! I think Aston are just quietly going backwards at the moment. And mm. I think Ferrari are quicker. That's two cars. Red Bull are quicker. That's two cars. Well, we heard Alonso's very first Mercedes, McLaren to and McLaren. So yeah, I'm going to say Alonso. That's a solid pick. I'm going to go Lawson. That's a wow. good pick. Wow, I'll be really upset because I was. Gonna... That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those, that's almost the jinx. <laughs> well, uh, luckily the race is upon us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Few few days from Suzuka. now, we'll be right back at it. Have it's you a, uh, have you raced there in your sim I, world? A lot, actually. This it's past fantastic. Week. It's the best. Yeah. It's it's wild, and Why there's is really it right? it's tight. There's a lot of cornering. It's fast cornering. It's really fast. And it's the, got some classic corners. Yeah. So it's who had some amazing There's races. one straight at the end that is like there's like could be a lot of overtaking there. The rest of the track's tough. You got to pull some serious moves to overtake. Yeah, Suzuka's fantastic. One thirty R. This like super fast left hander. The first corner you come down the straight, it's almost fast. flat on the way in. Then you're breaking through yeah. the corner. It's it's just you've a, driven this track. No, oh. I've watched it many many yeah. times. I have, I've yeah. played yeah. it on Gran Turismo back in the day. Oh. Um, That's it's why you're a such classic F one track. How, how long have they been racing there? Oh, forever. I think it's 40 years. Yeah, forever. Oh, Who wow. should have an advantage here? Well, what is, it's mostly fast corners, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I would think uh, Mercedes, no, well, McLaren are now pretty good in the fast stuff, aren't they? Yeah. So I think it will be Red Bull, McLaren, Mercedes. Uh, by the way, all, talk about a shakeup. All these teams had characteristics you could count on. They're gone. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know what Ferrari does well anymore. I yeah. knew four races ago. I'm not, I have no clue what makes. I, all I knew about McLaren is that they heat their tires up quickly, mm-hmm. but I don't know what that, you know. That's the thing. I don't, you almost don't want to say who's going to do well because, like I say, we feel like those football pundits who <laughs> yeah. change their tune every like three seconds. And um, what a great place to be, where it's like a total toss. Yeah, you know? it's so fun. It's n- nothing's a foregone conclusion other than Max will probably win. I have a feeling he's going to come back with a, a vengeance. Yeah, mm. he might murder. But Japan's so. great. I mean, the fans are completely wild, and the track's yeah. great. It'll be brilliant. And you know, Japan, there's always a good chance of rain as well. Yeah, um, you're right. We, we did over here over the radio. There was rain coming yeah. from McLaren or someone. Zach uh, I wondered if Zach Brown. was hurting. That was another one of those. Uh, <laughs> when they were like fake the pit stop, it was probably one of those. Yeah, just, yeah. No one's buying it. Yeah, <laughs> the team's actively loading the inters back onto the semi to ship out. That yeah. Night. <laughs> one thing I did like one stat they mentioned was Alonso. Did you hear that? He's done a hundred thousand race yeah. kilometers in his career. That's sixty-two thousand miles. Two trips around the equator. Yeah, sixty-two thousand miles yeah. racing F1 cars. It's pretty I mean, great. what a life to lead. 
Yeah. That was pretty cool. If he doesn't really, have adrenal failure, no one could. And it's got to be times three or four when you throw in practice and qualifying because that was just that was race, just race laps. Yeah. Yep. He's probably driven a half a million kilometers around a racetrack mm. at pace. Yeah. Wow. I mean, when he started back in the day, they were testing constantly. There was no ban on testing. Right. They had entire test teams. So they would have a separate team mm-hmm. who, with two cars who would just test, tw- you know, almost like 24 hours a day. Yeah. So he would have done thousands and thousands of kilometers. That would have been thing. great for grooming drivers as well. Like now the, the reserve drivers barely get in the car. They barely yeah. get in the car because of this, this ban on testing. I think they should loosen it a little bit. It doesn't need to go back to how it was yeah. where you could just constantly test. Mm-hmm. I think it drive the last year's car just to get a feel of what the car but feels like. But why not like. constantly test? Why not? I think the idea was just the, the sheer amount of money because it would mm. it, now there's a budget cap, it wouldn't be such a problem. But Ferrari have got their own test track, for example, so they would test 24 hours a day. I was going to say, you know? uh, the Red Bull, this, uh, these teams would build a track. But for point. me, I would rather see a reduction in, you know, CFD and air, uh, wind tunnel stuff and mm. allow them to drive. Because like you say, it would be great for young drivers. Yeah. Um, and it might accelerate a little bit the... Well, because look the how closing up of the pack. Look how impactful Daniel's tire test was on his career, which yeah. is he went and he was faster than Checo had been and would have been on the front of the grid. And they're like, okay, I can't ignore this. And there'd be so many great stories of espionage and like <laughs> yeah. teams infiltrating other test teams. And yeah. it, it would just bring a new drama, a bit of soap, oh, to, you know, that. to the soap opera, a bit of drama. Yeah. Well, so excited, and um, we look forward to checking back in on Tuesday after Japan. Mm. We'll find out if anyone got close, and we got a whole new point system, so maybe Charlie <laughs> and Matt will leap even further ahead. This is our second rollover, so this is a 3X. Oh, this is oh, a 3X. 3X. This is a big I one. I think this is a 3X. <sighs> yeah. I heard even Jeff Pesos has a side pot going. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's got going back there. Yeah, he's, got he's just going to keep double going down. back. Oh, no. if, I'm, if I'm on my way out from it, you know, I'm going to have a couple bites at it. I feel like with that wedding dance you did, you should have just carried on longer. Just as everyone's getting more and more uncomfortable. Like nine minutes later, you're, you've, you've pulled your third 180 flip. Where yeah. I stopped myself was like, should I drop a button or two? Oh, I mean, it is a... It's, it is is a lap dance. Should I yeah. be losing some layers? Well, you would have seen uh, All right. Well, I love you boys. Can't wait to uh, debrief on Japan. And until then, I encourage everyone to push, 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 push. 